What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Welcome to All the Smoke, a production of The Black Effect and Our Heart Radio, in partnership with Showtime. Welcome back, All The Smoke 2022. We in the building with some new merch on. I know y'all see it. Unlikely you don't see it. You see Tell it. Them, Jack. They see it. They, they, see, it. See, it. they see it. Man, we want to welcome to the show one of the bright young talents in the WNBA. And I'm going to do this in two parts. Sabrina, and then I'm going to let you announce your own last name because I think it's the most mispronounced name in sports. Ionescu. 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 <laughs> No, you still fucked it up. Yonesco? Yeah, ooh, Yonescu. 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 Yes. Everyone out there, stop fucking it up. Yes, Put some respect please. on it, damn it. That's why I didn't want to, because I wasn't sure. I was like, let me just tell, have her tell the world what it really is so we can we can get off to a good start. I'm just going to call you Brina. That's fine. All right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, Bay Area girl, Walnut Creek, to be exact, shout out the Bay. Um, tell us about your upbringing. I know you're a really close-knit family. Talk mm-hmm. to us about what life in Walnut Creek was like. Yeah, born and raised. Um, love the Bay. Rip, you know, the Warriors. Always hey, went hey. to the games. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, grew up with two brothers, immigrant family. They all immigrated here. So, it was a grind, like, growing up, um, you know. From where? Um, Romania. Romania. Immigrated okay. from Romania. Yeah, I came from Europe and 
drop us off at the park half the time. We'd play for 10 hours a day and then go to school. And um, yeah, so it's been great. Um, I love the Bay. I always go back and um, yeah. You're a twin. I got twins. I got identical 13-year-old mm -hmm. boys, uh, but you're a, you have a twin brother. Mm -hmm. What's that dynamic like? Because I remember the twins like having their own little language when they were little. Uh, they couldn't even speak yet, but we'd have them on the baby monitors, and they'd be going back and forth laughing <laughs> like, yeah, what the hell are they talking about? Did you guys have any kind of special twin stuff? Absolutely. Um, I mean, he said that was his first word. My first word was his name. Really? His first word was, was my name. But Love it. Honestly, it's a whole different world. Like, people really don't get how close twins actually are. And we do absolutely everything together. I probably wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for him because we got in fist fights. We mm -hmm. punched each other, beat yeah. each other's asses yeah. on the court, mm -hmm. like, did absolutely everything. So he's really pushed me to, you know, oh. become, um, you know, what I am today and, and honestly still does. Love it. How did you find the game of basketball? Like, at what age? I know you said they dropped you off, but when did you fall in love with the game? I was probably in like third or fourth grade mm -hmm. and I was between tennis and basketball and tennis, you need a partner and my brothers would just like want to hoop. So I ended up being like, all right, I can't, I'm not hitting it against, you know, the wall to myself. So I got bored and I was like, all right, I'll go hoop then too. So from that age, like third, fourth grade, the men were there at lunchtime and I was like, all right, I want to play too then let's go. And so ever since then I fell in love with the game and, haven't been able to put the ball down. You knew you had it. Are yeah. you better than your brother? Or when did you pass him if you Absolutely. Are? When did you, I know he won't admit it, but when did you pass yeah. your brother in, in hooping? In high school. It took me a little while. And you know how mad I'd be if my sister <laughs> could ever say she could whoop my ass in basketball? He's still mad. And I'm, I play pro and he's still mad. <laughs> I feel it. <laughs> I have to admit, at one point, my older sister was one of the top players in Texas and she had, to put it she, on she beat me a couple times. It was like for a year. Oh, that shit stopped quick. I well, he uses no his more. strength. Like when we used to play and like I, I'd beat him and then he'd be like, all right. And then he'd just back me Try down, back you. me down, get into the keys. Like, now what you going to do? I'm like, bro, that's not even fair. <laughs> Straight up. Let's Bad just play. Right. Yes. <laughs> said, Fuck it. I'm going to win it one way yeah. or another. Who did you idolize growing up? Um, I idolized, I idolized Steph for sure, being mm -hmm. from the Bay right, and right. yeah, growing up and him coming in as just that young rookie. And you remember that people were a little, do we like him? Yeah, do Jack, we not? Jack I was on the team. Remember? You were on the team. Because it was the Monte. Because he didn't believe in uh, Steph. I didn't believe in the organization as a whole. Well, that's a big well it was the Monte Ellis, like, yeah. do we keep Monte or is it believe. the Steph? Yeah. Yes. All of them were gone and I was the last old head there. Yeah. I'm like, I can't be here with a bunch of babies. Yeah. <laughs> I can't go out with none of them. Definitely couldn't do that. Steph was a baby. Yeah. He was what, like, 18, 19? Yeah, 19, yeah. but I admit it. I had no idea he was going to be who he is today. <laughs> I, I admitted that. Your, but your disclaimer? Time, but he knew. Once I went, I told him why I was leaving. He was like, he understood. Nah, yeah, yeah. You, you've been, it's the end of your yeah. career. You want right. to go somewhere and try to win mm -hmm. a championship. But yeah, I regret that. <laughs> so Steph? Yeah, Steph. Becky Hammond mm -hmm. on the women's side. Of course. Side. Yeah. yeah. We'll talk about her a little I loved, later. I loved um, watching her at the point guard position. Kobe with the Lakers for sure. I mean, that was our Michael Jordan. Of course. Of this era. Yeah, mm -hmm. so um, him, Steve Nash at the point guard position. Mm -hmm. I watched so much like NBA growing up with brothers. So that was mm -hmm. really like who I watched, idolized. And even now, like Diana Taurasi, and it's crazy because yes, we're playing in the league playing. together. Yeah. And it's like, I remember being young and watching her and mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, she is about 20 years older than I am. Crazy, so. right? Who, who yeah. would you say you pattern your game after? I would say I really try and take a little bit 
of everybody. everybody. That's what all the greats say. Yeah. It's like I try and take, like, ever since I was young, it's like, oh, I like the way Steph shoots. All right, I'm going to shoot from really far. But then Mm -hmm. it's like, but I really like how Steve Nash comes off the pick and roll, so I watched that. And then I would just take little things of of players that I liked and was like, all right, I'm going to watch film on Luka Doncic, how he's able to pull back. Mm -hmm. And it's just like finding all the players that I like and trying to put them all in one. You know, it's funny you say that because we just had Roy Jones on the show. Mm-hmm. Boxer. He Boxer, said he yeah. took something from like all 12, the greats. Lifted like 12 greats. Yeah. He yeah. took one thing from all of them. And but it's cool you could do it with other sports too. Yes. Like I really like watch other sports and it's like, oh, that footwork's different and that's that could be used on the court mm-hmm. or like mm-hmm. even tennis, like how quick they are laterally and able to push off. Like I like watching other sports too because I think it could give you an advantage. Yeah. What do you remember most about high school? 119 and 9. Gee whiz. That's a lot, that's a lot yeah, of Yeah, I didn't lose much. School record, 2,600 points. Yeah. Put it in the basket, I guess you yeah. could say. <laughs> I guess you could shoot a little bit. I guess you could say that shit. <laughs> How was high school? It was great. Um, it, the hard part was I never lost. So when I got to college, it was like a rude awakening. I lost seven, I think, in my first year in in college, and I was like, I, End of the world. I'm I can't this. lose. Yeah, I, I almost <laughs> transferred. I was like, this is awful. And it was like seven. Um, but high school was was the best. Just like eight hours of school. And then it's like, all right, I'm going to go hoop now. And then you have a game. And it's like, oh, I had 44 last night. And then you go the next game. And it's, the next day, it was just, it was fun and like youthful. And then as you keep going, like more pressured, harder games, mm-hmm. like injuries. It just, yeah, but it, high school was fun. Me and you both uh, won the Here McDonald's. Here we go. <laughs> what? Me and you both won the McDonald's MVP. But she actually got the trophy. I know, but... What happened to, what happened to your trophy? So I had... No, I didn't actually get the trophy. I had the best stats. I missed... I was a leading scorer. Everything by far. And Kobe said I, he thought yeah, this, I won Yeah, it. this is so, what Stanton was Kobe yeah, said. You damn, we, you didn't win it? And me and Jack, Kobe but I tell you, Jack Kobe probably peed on himself when Kobe said <laughs> Kobe was the two-guard. I was the three-guard. 96. I balled out. Everybody knew it. He said I won MVP because he thought I won it because I had the best game. So in my mind, I won, won it. it. Question. Me but- and you both won the MVP <laughs> of the McDonald's game. How did that feel? I know how it felt for me. But how did it yeah. feel for you? This dick is crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, honestly, I, I went in super under the radar. I was the only player that hadn't committed to a college. All the other players were like UConn, um, Stanford. Mm-hmm. Tennessee. South and Carolina. The big dogs. The big dogs. And I was the only one that was that was uncommitted. And so I just remember, like, before the game, when the media comes in, like, I had zero interviews. Not one person came up to interview me. And I was like, all right, like, this is going to motivate me. Mm-hmm. So I showed up to the game. I came off the bench. And then I was like, all right, I'm going to just shoot. And I hit, like, seven threes and then mm. one MVP. And I was like, See? all right, this is the start of Next time all the haters. Next time you better interview me. Yeah. Right now. I'm trying <laughs> yeah. to tell you. I mean, I think she had the... The it factor that she could have went out of high school. Yeah. I think just the how everybody was talking about you and how your name was ringing, mm-hmm. you know, going into college. They were like, she can be one of the ones, first, first women to go dope. straight out of high school. Well, that would have been dope. That would have been cool. Yeah, there's so many rules, though. I think you have to be 21. Yeah. Be and three or, years removed yeah. from high school. That's Three sucks. years removed and you have to be 21 or graduate from I college. I think that's like football. That's how they do football, right? That yeah. sucks. Yeah, that's crazy. That sucks. Um, but in the process, the number one uh, point guard, the 2016 class, you just said you were a late commit. How did Oregon win you over? I just didn't want to be like everyone else. Everyone was committing to all these schools that were known for winning, and 
I was like, I kind of want to go do something that no one's done at a school that has the potential to be up there. And Oregon, mm-hmm. I mean, with the funding from Nike. Yeah, Oregon is so dope yeah. for people who haven't <laughs> been to Eugene. I went to UCLA. When we went to Oregon, we had a blast every time. Girls, it was popping, cool little bars. bars like, I had a blast yeah. in Eugene. And then it's such about a, Jordan and it, Phil Knight. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it's like having Phil Knight come to your game, Tinker Hatfield walk in, like... It's dope. They're mm-hmm. like, oh, what shoes you guys want? And there he's over there like designing Jordans. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, crazy. like it's crazy. it's cool. So when I went there for my official, I was like, this could feel like home. Yeah. Like football games. Everything's about the student athletes mm-hmm. there. Like everything is about sports. So I was like, all right, I, I want to do something that hasn't been done. I love the coaching staff. And um, it turned out to be Mm-hmm. You know, great experience. It's hard to not be a sneakerhead being a hooper, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I know. I'm looking at the ones. Like, yeah. yes, it's kind of hard. It's kind of hard. <laughs> yeah. To many, you're considered the goat out there in Oregon. But what was your college experience like with you know fandom and and just moving along, just in your regular day? Obviously, you did what you did on the court. But what was life like off the court for you? It it was gradual, so I think that helped. Like you know, the first year, people would ask me to take pictures of the team, thinking I was the manager. And then it was like, oh, wait, that's who that is. And then it was like, you know, year two, year three, it's like we get to two final fours. And then, you know, it's we're beat Team USA and are, mm. you know, the best team in like arguably college sports my, my senior year. And so it was a gradual kind of climb. But I think the cool thing to see was like we averaged 2,000 fans my first yeah, year. And, and my up, last right? year, we averaged like 11,000. Mm. And so be able to see like the little girls and the boys that would show up to games. And it's just like this is really what it's about. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like about inspiring these kids to want to play and be better. And so it, that was just a humbling experience. And hopefully I can continue to do that in the pros as well. Mm, absolutely. The triple-double, you've made it look easy. Somehow you and Russell Westbrook have a knack for that. But do you remember your first one? In college, you had 26. Damn. <laughs> for real, right? <laughs> and I got whiffed on a couple of them. Yeah. My coach wanted to take me out with nine. Mm. Come on, coach. You got to know better. That's what I'm saying. I wouldn't talk to him for a week. (laughs) (laughs) But we'd be up by like 70, and he was like, But the whole team going to make sure you get that one One rebound. rebound. Everyone's boxing out, and then I'm, yeah. Probably high school. I I know I had a quadruple double in high school. Mm. I had some steals in there. But, like, our stats were never up in high school. Like, all the little billboards was was points. Mm-hmm. So I, half the time, had no idea. I was the just, rest of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just trying to play. And if I was the wing, and I was like, rebounding is the easiest way to get the ball. Mm-hmm. So I would just go, go out there it. and rebound, yeah. Mm-hmm. You missed the uh, NIL phase. How big do you think that could have been um, while you were in college? I'm hurt. Mm, yeah. I'm real hurt. Mm. <laughs> it's... It's cool to see these kids making money now. It's hard. Like, you you don't have time for a job. Mm-mm. You don't have time for a lot of things. And it's like if your parents aren't sending you money and helping you out, it's like That's it's not easy all the time, like, nope. getting through day to day, right? Like, they have flights. They want to come out and see you. You want to fly home for the holidays. It's like that stipend isn't no. that big. Not doing it. No. So it would have been, been definitely um, a plus. But I think at the end, it was kind of a good thing because it, it wasn't a distraction for me. It was just like grind, hoop, mm-hmm. take care of school, graduate, and let everything else come when the yeah. time's there. Well, that's the one thing I think about. I think it's a double-edged sword to your point right there because obviously, like you said, if you 
not making ends meet, that money is great. But then you got to think we're 17, 18 with a couple hundred thousand dollars. That's going to obviously derail a lot of kids at that time because you can't tell them shit to begin with. So let me get a couple hundred thousand to 17, 18 with no kind of money management or anything. That's dangerous and that's the side they don't talk about. Yeah, at all. And it's like, then you start posting and doing all these media deals and it's like, well, did you watch film? Did you forget why you're here? Yeah, did you go in the gym? Because I used to, I would have had no time. Like, I had practice, I'd work out in the morning, go to school, I'd practice in the evening and like, I wouldn't have had time to to Mm -hmm. do anything else. Mm -hmm. Describe your relationship with Coach Kelly Grace. (laughs) <laughs> it's an instant smile. We got, some, <laughs> we got some good shit coming right here. No, I'm kidding. You know those coaches that you just have like a love-hate relationship with? Yeah, thin line. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of them. Yeah, yeah, that's one of them. He would. He knew the buttons to push to get me pissed off. And um, yeah, I'm really, really thankful for like him seeing the value and, you know, bringing me to Oregon and knowing the potential I had and um, yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for him, who knows what my career would have turned out. So, um, but yeah, he's the best. He knew what buttons to push and, you know, what he had to do to kind of get me motivated and, and going. But he's uh, definitely one of the best coaches that I've had. What's the best advice he's giving you? I think it would be focusing on the fundamentals. He's so mm. old school. He doesn't like the whole, like, between legs, behind the back, no look pat, like all these, you know, turnovers, just make the simple play. And he was so kind of old school, like John Wooden-ish in mm. that way. Like he always had mm-hmm. quotes of, of, you know, John Wooden up on the board. And he was just a simple a simple person and just demanded excellence in the simple tasks. Yeah. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on top of that. that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came to my room crying tears. (laughs) I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it? Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes 
everything AT&T. You said you had unfinished business at Oregon and went back your same year. Like that decision, knowing that you was bigger than life at that point and deciding to go back, what, what brought that decision up? Knowing yeah. the bread was right there. You was, go to the bank and get whatever you want out of it. It was right there. It was hard. And I decided within like five to ten minutes of like the deadline. Like the night before. So you're a last minute person, it sounds like. Very. <laughs> yeah. I just wait to the end and yeah. then I get yeah. something tells me the right, right. decision. If I, I do it. it too early, I have right. too much time to think. That's how I feel with packing and I hate it. Like yeah. I, I pack my best the morning of, right, right to the money. Yes. If I pack that shit early, it's a problem. I just, you know, I was like, okay, how would I feel going? How would I feel staying? And it was like, I didn't feel right telling my team, like, mm. yeah, I'm leaving. Right. You only, like, I only had four years in college, and we had lost. We should have, you know, mm-hmm. if, if we had won a national championship, I you think it would have been my last year. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, but having lost in the final four, it was like, nah, I, I still want to go and prove, you know, yeah. that I have some things that I have to take care of, and sadly, it got cut short, but... Mm-hmm. Due to COVID. Yeah. People don't understand that college bond, though, in sports is special. I mean, it's some obviously, high school is dope. Same thing, I had a blast in high school, but that college bond with the people that you'll have in, the re- in your corner for the rest of your life, you know, especially if, you, like you said, have unfinished business. Like, I got something to go finish. So, yeah, COVID cut the, uh, the 2020 season short. Yeah. That was the only shit that was stopping us from winning a national championship, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, you know, you're right. Like, once you go pro, you understand, like, college is like the sheltered. Pe- yes. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the pro, and it's like every man for themselves. Mm-hmm. Everyone wants a contract. Mm-hmm. Everyone has to, you know, perform. And so mm-hmm. it's a different beast in itself. Mm-hmm. So I'm really happy I stayed and, like, was able to enjoy, like, one more yeah, year. Absolutely. April 17th, 2020, the number one overall pick to the New York Liberty. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you remember the most about your, that moment and, and how excited was you? You had a draft party? Yeah, but it was in the middle of COVID, so there was like seven oh, yeah, people there because yeah. it would have looked bad on TV. Right, right. It was cool. It was just like I couldn't, I couldn't really hear her say my name. The connection was so bad. But like my family kind of started hitting me and then I was like, oh shit, I think that was me that they called. Because <laughs> so, I wasn't gonna number ex- one, Yeah, by the way. I wasn't gonna expect it. Everyone was like, oh, you know you're going one. And and until I'm like, until you hear it though. Until you hear it right. and, and sign the little paper, you know, it's not it's not the same. So uh, it was pretty cool. It was like I worked for this my whole life and had always, you know, talked about it in third, fourth grade, like, oh, I wanna play in the WNBA. And so it was like pretty surreal once I got drafted, like, oh yeah. I got mm-hmm. here, and now there's so much more work to yeah, do. But I can tell my little self, like, you did it. I went number one. Yeah. You didn't just do it. Right. You went you're number right. one. So your first season is in the Wubble. What was that like? AAU. Yeah. <laughs> I was going up. I didn't want to see none of the other players, so I would go up straight to the room, didn't hang out, didn't bond, grab the, the food is in the cafeteria and, and the hotel where everyone was there hanging out, and it's like... Not you. No, I play these people tomorrow. Like, I'm not hanging she's out with you. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not hanging out with you. So, yeah. or you, for my hotel room, I could look down into the pool and everyone was like hanging out at the pool. And I'm like, y'all stay out there and mm-hmm. get sunburnt. And yeah. <laughs> Your homegirl, Ruthie, got a chip. How you feel about that? 
I want I want her to come over to New York. <laughs> I'm working on the off-season plans here. Um, yeah, I mean, so happy for her. Um, she deserves it. She was mm-hmm. on a really good team, and yep. she was able to learn from a lot of those vets. And, um, yeah, I mean, hopefully you could see her in a Liberty jersey yeah. here soon. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm pitching. Mm-hmm. Fastest player in the WNBA, only six games into your professional career, triple-double, 26, 12, and 10. How is it so easy? What's the secret? <laughs> it's really not, but that was pretty cool because a lot of people had told me that I, I wouldn't be able, in high school, they told me I wouldn't be able to do it in college. In college, they told me right. I wouldn't be able to do it in the pros. And so, obviously, I only had one last season, which was not okay. I'll mm-hmm. be having a lot more next season, but um, kind of coming back from injury and figuring out like, oh, yeah, I, I can still do, I can still play my game and, and do what I have to do. Um, at the professional level, was it was nice to see. Mm-hmm. Bad ankle sprain, uh, grade three, keeps you out the remainder of the season. You're finally here on the big stage having a good season. An injury cuts that season short. What's the mental process like for you? I'm still going through it. Mm. A year and a half, two years later, um, still rehabbing. And that was my first, like, injury injury. Real one. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it took a lot, like, Physically, I think that's the easiest part, like figuring out like you're going to work and you're going to rehab. That mm-hmm. part's not the issue. I think mentally, like I came back too soon and was eager to play last mm-hmm. year in my first season. And then it was like, well, you're playing at 40, 50 yeah. percent. And it's like, I think it was a, it's a whole process of like, just be patient, work hard, get really healthy, and then your game will mm-hmm. do what your game has to do. So yeah, it was unfortunate, but I think seeing bigger picture, it's like I'd rather, you know, endure that in year one than in year right. 19 yeah, because yeah. my body's at 21 Snap is going to react, right. you know, yeah. I mean, but it's, it, it's to me, it's dope to hear you say that, the big picture, because at a, as a young athlete, we normally don't see that. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, I got to get back out there. Like, I, I can play, I, I'll be all right. But to understand that it's a marathon, not a sprint at yeah. a young age, it's, it's, it's important. <clears throat> well, and the, I think the big one was the pressure too like mm, everyone yeah New York and it was like it was in my third game in the season and it mm-hmm. was like it was so anticipated like this season and then be like yeah I'm out and then all of last year it was like I was playing on like a wooden leg it, mm-hmm. and it and it hurt and then it's like then you see the people switch like oh she's not really good she's not right. and then it's like okay this is really like I just have to focus on me I have to get right and then everything else will take care of itself. Mm-hmm. Well, you, I mean, you locked in. First game back, show up with the Mamba jersey on. Game winner, Barclays. Mm. What's going on I with just your had mind? to set the tone. Yeah. <laughs> let, hey, let it be known. Let it be known. I know y'all probably forgot, but let me go ahead and remind y'all, first game back, game winner. <laughs> yeah. I honestly jumped about it the night before. I, I really did. Yeah. yeah, I, I really did. It. I, I that, That's no bullshit. Like, I really was like, I'm going to hit a game winner if it gets to that point tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And so right when coach was drawing up the play, like, I, I was just smiling. I was like, oh, yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. And so it was cool. It, it was like my family was there, was able to watch me for the first time since college because of the right, bubble the COVID, season. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it was it was rewarding to be able to have done that at home in front of a crowd for the first time and kind of just like a pat on the back for like what I had endured. Did the Mamba jersey rub off on you walking in there? Did you? Oh yeah, I put it on when I left too. Like, (laughs) don't forget. Right, (laughs) represent at all times. What was your thoughts on your first taste of the playoffs? 
It was really, it was intense, and I love it. I love the whole... A whole different level than regular season, yes. right? Yeah, it was, it's like you're not resting. Mm-hmm. You know, every, you're playing 40 if you have to. There's no, you know, you don't have tomorrow to be like, oh, I'll play better today. Right. It's, it's like, you know, now they changed it, though. Now there's, it's a three-game series for, yeah. for all the teams instead of a one-and-done. Um, Is that first round? Yeah. 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 So the the, the last teams get a, a three series, which is cool. But I like the the pressure of like on it. This is it. Yeah. This is it. One and done. And like football. Every yeah. possession counts. Yeah. Every possession. Every basket. Every turnover. Like it, it felt like March Madness, which mm-hmm. was fun because I hadn't felt that since mm-hmm. my junior year. So I was like, oh, this is exciting. Another level of the game. How are you getting ready for the new season, twenty twenty two? Um, well, I just deadlifted 220 pounds yesterday, so. <laughs> I probably pulled both hamstrings. Damn. My back hurt. I'm oh, pulling a hamstring oh. thinking about it. I don't know if it's my back or my, I don't know, uh, what is it, kidneys? What is it right now? Just thinking liver. about that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to get bulletproof for that. Yeah. But, um, yes. really the main part of it is physically, like, getting really strong, feeling comfortable, confident, and then... Hooping as well. Yeah, getting, like, being able to work on the things that I wasn't able to last offseason when I was just able to rehab. Right. So um, I'm excited. I I feel like it's going to be a good one. Where do you feel like you're at health-wise? I'm, I'd say, like, 80%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so I have three more months to, the, the last 20% is, like, conditioning mm-hmm. and then, like, being able to shoot and work out when I'm really tired, like, the end of the game mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. other than that, though, a shot feels really good and, yeah. That's like riding a bike for you. Yeah. Give us a give us an average day. Average day in LA. You say you train here in the off season. So mm-hmm. when does it start? When does it end? Usually nine AM is like court time. So I go like nine to ten, nine to ten thirty as of now, just because I have three months to kind mm-hmm. of build up. And then I go to PT rehab for two and a half hours. Hold on, let me rewind a little bit. Let's let's break it down for all the youngsters who are watching. So what kind of stuff are you working on on the court? So now it's more repetition. So it's more like spot shots, off the move, um, touches around the basket. So the duration is shorter, but it's more intense harder. and mm-hmm. harder. Game speed. Game speed to just build up the endurance to be able to go like a two-hour session is like simulate a game. Right. So that's where I'm at now for the next probably three weeks. Okay. And then we'll go into the next phase. Um, so doing that, and then I go two and a half hours of strength PT rehab, which is like lifting, massage, band work, band work mm. core, arms. The tedious shit. Mm-hmm. You got to do stuff you don't like like you love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All the little things, rolling mm-hmm. out. Ugh, the worst. Everything. So usually two and a half hours of that, and then I'll either have another PT session or I'll go back home and do like ride the bike or do some kind of like cardio with less impact and then hot tub cold tub norma tech watch the nba games that are on tv it's a hell of a day yeah it's a pro it's a pro yeah. day <laughs> it's a, a, hooper, pro day. a hooper's day yeah. all i do is just add a joint to it that's, that's, that, that's a pro day yeah so we're going to talk about our brother kobe now mm-hmm. um you know we, we we love hearing stories about him on this on this show obviously he meant so meant to both of us and and you had a very special bond with him um talk to us about when you first met him what that was like yeah, that was, who, when was that? Um, three years ago? I would say three years ago. He and Gigi and some of uh, her teammates came to my game. We played at USC. So we played here, and our coaches were like, oh, there's going to be a surprise. Um, we didn't know what. Like, mm-hmm. I hadn't had a relationship with him before that. Mm-hmm. We just, like, followed each other on Instagram. Right. And 
So I'm like, all right. And I'm out there shooting with like, you know, an hour and a half before the game starts. Not a lot of people are out there. And then they walk in and I was like, <laughs> is this the surprise? Right. Because there, nothing else tops this. Right. So this has to be the surprise. <laughs> right. And he can't, he, like, he watched the whole game, came to talk to our team after in the locker room. That's when we like exchanged numbers, talked, and then... Ever since then, it was like workouts, you know, I helped coach, you know, Gigi's team with him. So ever since then, it was like we just clicked and became really good friends. He put you through workouts? Yeah. Intense, right? Attention yeah. to details insane. Yes, but it was not as much shooting as no, you think. No. It's almost little to no it's shooting. It's technical. Well, he worked my twins out. So my yeah. twins, for their 10th birthday, we took a surprise out to Orange County. He worked them out. Very little shooting. Footwork, big on position. footwork. Footwork. Yeah. You know, all it was, it was like fundamental. It was literally like you had a ball and it was like, all right, pivot off your toe for like 10 minutes. Let it get tired and like back, like back pivot, forward pivot, side pivot, like all these pivots. So I'm like, right, are we going to yeah. shoot? No, it wasn't about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was all the little, it was right. the little things. And it was cool because like all Gigi's teammates were doing, were Crazy, doing them right. and we're doing them really well. And yeah. I was like, this is. This is well, he practiced important. that team, not to cut you off. He practiced that team, I think he told me, like, because that's how we were, obviously we were close, but in that we'd always see each other because I was coaching twins, he was coaching Gigi. I'm like, you know, how often do, you know, do you guys practice? Like, no, six days a week. You know, I got these girls running the triangle with their eyes closed. I'm like, what the fuck, Cove? Like, are you kidding me? Like, and he was not playing. No, he was not playing. And it was long practices. Yes. It was like two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Like, And they showed up happy, excited every single day. It. They loved yeah, it. Yeah, I love that. Best advice he gave you? Real sharpness comes without effort. Real sharpness comes, comes without, without effort. effort. Yeah. Means you got to put the work in. Yeah. Mm. And he told me that we were, like, walking out of the gym. He had the little bag on his back with the balls that he carried and was just, like, and just told me that and then, like, walked away. I was like... I'm going to leave you with that. Okay. <laughs> A gym. Yeah. And then the whole time I was like, okay, this is what he stands for. Like, mm -hmm. put in the work. And then when you're out there, it's like, oh, it looks so easy. It comes so effortless. It's like, yeah, because nah. you put the work in Second behind nature. the scenes. Right. Yeah. Where were you at when you heard the news? We were about to play Oregon State. Oh, wow. Yeah, in the locker room. Uh, probably, like, literally 30 minutes to tip off. Yeah, in the locker room. Um, and it was like, do I play? Do I not play? Because I, like, don't even remember that day. Right. And I was like, no, I'm, I didn't warm up, but I was like, I'm going to play. Mm -hmm. And we, ne we had not beaten Oregon State at Oregon State. So it was like a huge game for us, ESPN game. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't remember the game, but we won. So that was good. I think I like, did decent, but I, I was not there. You were just somewhere else. Yeah, right. I was right. not there. Right. Yeah. 224, you spoke at the memorial service. Um, what was that like? It was, like, n I was nervous. I was emotional. Like, it was it was awesome to see how many people were there mm -hmm. that were touched <clears throat> and had some story about him. Like, all the, like, half the whole NBA was there to be able to see all, like, friends and family and everyone that really came together was was really cool. But, I mean, it was hard. And to the fact that I had a game right. later... Right, I was about to say, you did something special that day as well. Yeah. I mean, two very special things, obviously. Yeah, and so, you know, going up there, I was like, oh, my gosh, like, the youngest player, your person to come up here, I was, like, nervous, emotional, and it was just like, I have to just do it. I have right. to just speak. And it's like, don't worry about everyone else that's here. It's like, you're just talking to them. Mm -hmm. And that's what my agent told me. And I was like, so. I like that. And that mm -hmm. I think that helped a lot and yeah. kind of 
calm down a lot of my fears. Michael Jordan's speech, I thought it was something that was needed. I wasn't expecting it. Um, you know, obviously Kobe was our Jordan, but we saw Jordan too. And, and to see that kind of compassion and love and the kind of relationship he had with Kobe, how did that strike you? Yeah, I was interested to see how his speech was going to go when I heard that he was going to be up there. Um, because, yeah, it was that kind of like little brother mm -hmm. mentorship. And it's hard when, I mean, you guys know when you're playing against these players, it's like you idolize them. But then it's also like, I want to kick your ass. Mm -hmm. So it, it's hard. But it was just this level of like respect between the two and... To, for him to be able to go up there and he cried and, to, mm -hmm. you know, the meme of that he said it was going to be a meme and yeah. just, you know, to be able to, you know, see how how much it hurt him but how much he meant to him mm -hmm. was, you know, we all feel it now right. when we watch all these players that are doing his moves and stuff. Like, that's really what he was to all of us and to your guys' kids and, mm -hmm. you know, all of that. Yeah. To see, to see MJ, though, that's what is different. That really touched me, bro. You know what I mean? Because you know how we all feel about him. But to see MJ, everybody wondered the relationship. But mm -hmm. to see him actually show his real feelings and how he felt about Cole, I think everybody needed to hear yeah. that. Yeah, I You know agree. what I mean? Everybody, Especially the world like needed said, to hear like that. Especially like you said, like the little brother shit, like yeah. knowing Kobe. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you yeah. don't picture, but only like only Mike can say some shit like that. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? So yeah. just to have that. In true Mamba fashion, as you mentioned, you spoke at the memorial, then went back and became the first, not just woman, but NCAA player to have 2,000 points, 1,000 assists, and 1,000 rebounds that night. What was that 24-hour <laughs> span like? That's crazy. Well, I literally spoke, got on a plane. Was it private? Yes. Okay, that's how they're treating you then. Yeah. Uh, that's how they're treating you, yes. It, that was the only way I'd get back to the game. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. The donor, hey. Ed Melitis, I'm still friends with him shout to this out, day. Shout out Ed. I might he, need it too. He let a, yeah, he let me <laughs> hop, on, hop on the plane, get there, speak, um, literally fly. I didn't even, like, warm up, none of that. Fly, mm. fly back. Um... And I think it hit me, like, later on. It didn't hit me, like, right when I was speaking, but, like, before the game and stuff, like, I threw up the entire, mm. like, three hours leading up to the game. And for, like, the week after, like, I yeah, probably had yeah. lost, like, 10 pounds. So I think it was, like, I didn't warm up. I didn't stretch. I had just put my jersey on and was, like, all right. Autopilot. Uh, yeah, I'm <laughs> just going to go play. And so... Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of people were talking like, are you going to get 10 rebounds? Are you going to, because I think I needed nine. And I was like, it's going to happen on mm -hmm. this day because it's it's meant supposed to, to happen. It's meant to be. Like it was, you know, it was meant to be. And so to be able to do that on like 224 and that ended up being my 26th and last and the addition of the two, it was just, it was like you couldn't write it any better. Right. Yeah. Perfect. That's a beautiful thing. You've developed a, uh, a solid friendship with Vanessa mm -hmm. and the girls right now. Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, I see, you know, to see smiles on their face at all is amazing. But, you know, we see you in pictures every once in a while and you hanging out with the mm -hmm. girls now. So how's that? Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, you know, I, I was so close to Kobe and G and I didn't want, you know, that to get in the way of like me not being there for Natalia and for the little ones and, and for Vanessa. And so I love the relationship and friendship we have. You know, we talk all the time and um, just being able to be there and be there for them. They're yeah. there for me. Um, laugh with them, cry, what, whatever it is, you know. Um, it's just so important. And what she's doing for her kids is, you know, hats off. And super I don't think woman. really absolutely superwoman, superpowers. And I don't think she also, you know, gets a lot of credit for, for that because she is one amazing human being. 
That's dope. Shout out, Vanessa. Um, building a brand. You found a way to do that. Um, we see you in State Farm commercials with CP. How'd that uh, situation <laughs> that <was dope>. come about? <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. It was my first one, actually. I think it, it was like one of my first aired commercials, too. So um, I was a little nervous, but it was cool. It was like my first time having to shoot on a commercial and like make a shot. And <laughs> is that more pressure than a big game to you? A little bit, yeah. Cause <laughs> That's crazy. I was Think like, about that, right? Do do I have to like make it? And mm -hmm. they're like, well, no, we could like, you know, make it go in. And I was like, no, like, make this shit. yeah, I mm -hmm. can't brick this. Right. Um. So yeah, it it was it was awesome, and to still be able to see it like mm -hmm. playing and yeah, people that, reaching out. Those State Farms are crazy. Yeah, they're on yeah, every single every commercial. Game. <laughs> yeah. Was it was it one of those commercials shooting with Chris and other guy where y'all crying laughing the whole time? Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> yeah. He's funny. But we were able to work out after. Like, we had, like, an eight-hour shoot day, and then he was going to the gym. And so we had talked before. I was like, yeah, I'd you. love to work yeah. out. So we ended up wor working out, like, two hours after that, finished at, like, 11 p.m., and I was oh. like, this is dope. Yeah. yeah, I was just able to What's that to like? Out. I mean, he's one of the great greats of all time. You know, he, uh, a neighbor of mine, and our kids are, are good friends, so he flies the twins out to phoenix to see but chris is a dope dude i know you guys have developed a friendship and mm -hmm. he's you know supported you at games and stuff what's it like uh becoming friends with cp yeah um it's awesome yeah i mean being able to work out with him and see what he does and then you know jumping in on drills shooting drills all these things and then you know now seeing him being one of the best you know point guards the league's gonna end up seeing is is really cool because that's the way that he masters his craft like through mm -hmm. his practice and so i was really able to witness that and yeah, it's nice to see him come out support. Although I don't know who he was rooting for, Phoenix or us, when we were in Phoenix. But right. I think he was rooting for me. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the other Players, team, it teams. happens. Yes. So at 24, you led the league in jersey sales. Slam Magazine labeled you, no pressure, the next queen of New York. When you hear stuff like that, you know, a girl from Walnut Creek, California, what kind of stuff starts going through your mind? Uh, I don't think I'm going to really process it until I'm done playing. I think it's going to be one of those things. But... It's cool, mm -hmm. like, but I just have so much more that I want to do and accomplish, and I feel like I haven't even scratched the surface right. yet. So I'm really just focusing on, you know, the controllables, and and I know it kind of sounds cliche, but I'm really like that. So mm. worrying about only what you control is a good thing, but the title, the next queen of NY, gotta be. It sound dope. That sound dope. <laughs> that sound dope. <laughs> You can stay modest as you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how it's dope. That's how it's dope. Um, you also work with our brother uh, KD and Rich over there at Boardroom. Mm -hmm. uh, what's that experience like? I love because when we played, it wasn't so much about business and basketball. You know, it's just let's hoop and then go have fun when we're done. Now there's so much attention to detail about saving your money and, and building your own individual brand. Obviously teaming up with, you know, one of the greatest we've ever seen. And then Rich is a, a beautiful genius mind. What's it been like working with those two over there? It's been amazing, but, you know, you, you're right. It's like when you're younger and back when you guys played, it was just basketball. Mm -hmm. It wasn't as much like branding right. and investing and figuring out, you know, your brand partners and how mm -hmm. they have to align with your brand. And so now it's it's really evolved, and I kind of think I was just thrown into the fire, you know, graduating, joining, you know, the league, number one pick, and it's like, you're getting all these brands, you know, thrown at you. And it's like figuring out like, okay, what do I want to do? Who do I want to partner with? And so being able to, you know, align with Boardroom and, and Kevin being in New York and just being able to stop by the office and pick his brain and figure out, 
all right, we should invest here and, and here, and this is why. And they also, kill it. Yeah, they it, kill it. They're, they're really good, and, mm-hmm. and Rich is honestly one of the best that I've been able to, yeah, like, Rich witness. Yeah. yeah. Talk us about your relationship with Steph Curry. Uh, you mentioned it earlier, you know, being a Wanna Creek girl and, and growing up, and Steph is out that way. What's your relationship with him like? I've watched him since I was in when he came into the league. And so, um, you know, when I was finally like able to meet him and then was in college and, you know, I almost signed with Curry Rand because of him and our relationship and being able to, you know, open gym and, and go to his games and have that relationship where I can just pick up the phone and call him. You know, when, he called me right when I got hurt and, mm-hmm. you know, helped me out because he had ankle injuries early on in his career yeah. too. So, um, I mean, what he's doing for the game is something, you know, we might not see many more times mm-hmm. from players. And so it's it's really cool. And I'm just proud of him for the player and for the person that he is. Right. No, he's like the, you can create a superstar, like he's the one. You yep. know what I mean? Like he's the one. And, and, and the, to, to be able to handle the pressure and continue to live the right way. I mean, obviously LeBron did it too, but Steph's kind of like the no tattoo, the golden boy type yeah. thing situation, you know what I mean? And That's crazy. He got tattoos. Yeah, they just, they're hidden. He does, but <laughs> yeah. they're like they're small yeah. and yeah. hidden. Here and yeah. Like right here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're small and hidden. Man, yeah. shout out to Babyface He assassin. has a Babyface. Yeah, yeah, that's what it is. Assassin. Babyface Assassin. Yeah. Who are your top five players right now today that you tune into, male or female? <laughs> Besides me and Matt. <laughs> yeah, are you guys included in my list? No, 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 no. Keep no. us out. That's with you. Keep us out. Um, wait, male? Male or female? Like, if there's any OGs, you've been to Dinah Taurasi early, uh, or NBA guys, who are you checking out right now? Oh, so they're still, they have to be playing? No. Oh, just in just general? Just in general. This is the most controversial question. That Here we go. Be. We got more. Trust <laughs> me. We've got <laughs> dun, more. Dun, dun, dun. Um, I mean, MJ, Kobe, Kevin, Shaq's up there. Um... Diana Taurasi is going to end up being probably top five all time. Mm. Sue Bird's going to end up being yes in the in the top five all time. So that's my that's my answer. Let Steph me, Curry. Let me ask you about my favorite female player of our time. We just had on the show Don Staley. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Don Staley? Well, obviously we haven't played each other in college, so right. we kind of passed that one. But she coached me um, a year at USA Basketball, and okay. I liked. I just like her demeanor. She's like quiet. Y'all similar. Really? She's tough nose. Yeah. She's like quiet, but like very to the point, elite at what she does, mm-hmm. was a great player and an even better coach now at, at what she's doing. And so I want to keep like picking her brain because she played that you know point guard position yeah. um, in the Olympics. And um, so I, I'm hopefully going to be able to get a, a better relationship with her. Yeah, dope. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? 
I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Best live game you've seen. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. You can thank Rich. Yeah, that that's a... Uh... We believe. Playoffs. Did you get, catch it in game? Yeah. Who? At Oracle? Yeah. Or Poppin'. <laughs> yeah. And I had those courtside seats because we're like $300 for a courtside yeah, seat yeah, back then. People don't get it. Yes. Yeah. Whole building smelled like tree. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was crazy. Honestly, one of those games when I was younger had to be like Andres Bedrins, like all those guys. I was like, yes. yeah. Goose. Goosey. <laughs> I love it. Hell yeah. That's cool. Um, predictions. We're at the halfway point in the NBA season. Some teams are still kind of finding their footing. But who do you see in the finals? The Warriors and the Nets. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Nice. Yeah. A dark horse pick outside of those two teams? I would say could be Chicago. Yeah, I like Chicago. Yeah, that's that's a dark horse. That's yeah, a dark horse. Pick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Going back to Kobe, I think he really shined a light on female sports, um, obviously through Jeej and um, the growth it's kind of taken on since he's kind of put his foot in there, and then it's kind of along with the same rise of you kind of coming into the WNBA. Do you feel, like you said in college, your game started 2,000 people a game, now mm -hmm. it's 11,000. Do you feel just a growing support behind your guys' game these days? I do. I definitely do. And it, it definitely started with him, and I think a lot of the NBA is really starting yep. to transition. I think it's also like these guys are starting to have daughters and have mm -hmm. sisters, and it's like, Still got a whole flock of them. Yeah, I know. And None it's, of them play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's important to see, like, ha you know, having those NBA players come to the games with their daughters and, you know, showing them that it is possible mm -hmm. to be an elite athlete and play. And he did it, you know, just by showing up and, right. and you know, representing us and vouching for us, wearing the WNBA sweatshirts all the time. And yep. now it's like you see football players wearing them right. and everyone wants them. So... It's cool to see how he changed that, and I think it's still changing. Mm -hmm. There's still so much, you know, that needs to be done, but I think it's cool seeing, you know, people in power start seeing the appreciation. I think a lot of, 
obviously, I think it brought new eyes to it, but I think a lot of us supported it, but we just didn't support it publicly. And not that we were hiding it, but it just wasn't like, yeah, because I've always watched WNBA, but mm-hmm. I've just never, you know, I think now that, like you said, people are speaking on it and really showing support is what kind of moves the needle because you guys have support, but I think him, obviously, his presence helps. But then, like you said, people just kind of repping the brand. I mean, that's how it grows. So I think we got our uh, WNBA switches last year, right? I yeah. just had to get my Gina, Gina do a great job of keeping us engaged with the WNBA and the mm-hmm. WBA players, but Kobe rubbed off on everybody. We all got a part to play, and we all love the game. And like Don Staley says, it's basketball. Regardless if you men or man or woman, it's basketball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we all have the same feeling about the mm-hmm. game. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, that's, <clears throat> and it's, it, the media plays such a big part in that Facts. too. You know, it's, it's, we'll do something and then someone in the NBA will do something similar, but it's like they get all the recognition Facts. and we don't. And it's like, we, we put up the same numbers or even better. More. And so it was cool to see, like, he didn't do it for, the fame or he didn't do it to be talked about, but he shut a lot of people up about it yeah. because he showed like, no, this is important and this is where I'm going to invest my time mm-hmm. in. And I think it shut up a lot of haters and kind of was like, oh yeah, he's right. Like we should be yeah. you paying more attention to this. We understand it different though because we understand what y'all go through. Yeah. yeah. Like the preparation, you know what I'm saying? Being away from your families the all along I was yeah. in the gym, like we understand that part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's it's... It's important to us that we look, y'all get looked at as equal mm-hmm. as the NBA. It's important. Absolutely. The power of social media, how you view it? I mean, we all know it's powerful. It how is. How do you handle it? Um, I'm really a low-key person, so I don't love putting up a bunch of stuff on social media. I know it's kind of part of the new age with, like, you, do your sons have? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so it's My like. My seven-year-old has Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Instagram. Yeah. But with that said, you do speak your mind on important issues when you need be. I do, That's yeah. That's one thing I love about you. Yeah, I do. I'll, I'll talk my shit when I have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's powerful. And I think now it's like, you know, when I was younger, we didn't, we weren't able to really see what NBA players were like. I wasn't able to see what you guys were doing. I was able to see what you guys were doing on the court when right. I was at the games. The but like. I wasn't able to be like, okay, this is what he's doing today or whatever. So sometimes it's like I try to make sure like there's a seven-year-old that's watching my Instagram right now and like what do they see? And it's like, all right, I'm battling an injury. How am I staying positive? What am I doing? And you don't really realize sometimes that really can change someone's life with what they're dealing with. So I really try and, you know, stay mindful of like I'm a low-key person, but also like I want to do the best I can and reach people in places like Europe and Right. Asia, like places that I might not be able to like actually be there. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have to play basketball. Like they look up to you and anything you go through, they just correlate it to their life with the situation that they're yeah. dealing with. It might not even be basketball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I seen you get through this ankle injury and, and it, it, it encouraged me to get through what I was going through at the time. You know what I mean? That mm-hmm. means a lot to a lot of people. Candace Parker, talk about her for a second. Is she coming back? Have you guys heard? Because I would I don't love know. to know. We don't have Dan Scott. We've been trying know. to get her on the show. She keeps Hollywood us. <laughs> now that she won a ring at the crib, we might but never get her. what would you guys do? You won a ring. You could go back for another year, or you could finish your, your career on a on I was one. pushed out the league. What, so is, I'm, what is she, 15 years in? <laughs> uh, I think it's 15, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's got, what, two rings? I would probably ride off on that high horse, especially because business after basketball has already started. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And... That's what, you know, was fun for me was, you know, life after basketball had started before I was finished playing. So when the transition I made, it was smooth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But obviously each person is different, but she's doing a great, I think, I mean, obviously she's doing a great job. In, AP in, player of the year. Outside, yeah. outside the space. It's it's cool. And I think the hard part is like the competitive nature in you of like, yeah. I'm still healthy. I yeah. can still play. And yeah. I think 
that's going to be interesting. But to see what she's doing on the court, but also off the court and just being able to re- represent the WNBA, but also women on, you know, on ESPN, mm-hmm. on all these shows, it's cool. And I've gotten to know her a little bit, you know, through Vanessa and, mm-hmm. and through the league. And so um, I'm excited to see what she does, but super proud and happy for her winning um, mm-hmm. back in Chicago in her, in her hometown. Becky Hammond was real close to becoming the first NBA woman's coach, but she's in, in Vegas now. Would you, give me your thoughts on her, Becky Hammond. Yeah, I was I was ready to see her make that, that jump job. in the NBA. Um, you know, I I know it's political. Yep. I know <laughs> I know how it works, and um, but that doesn't mean I you know I think she said it best. The door's not closed. Right. I think you know that that door will will be open, and she might be the first one to be able to knock it down and, right. and get that job. I think she's respected through the league, you know, coaching the G League and being under pop for. For so long, but I think it's great for the league to have um, our league to have someone mm-hmm. you know who's played in it, coached at the highest level, and then be able to come back and kind of like pay it forward for the next generation of of players who's wanting to do something similar. Is I'm excited to see what she does in Vegas, mm-hmm. just not when they play. Not us. against right, you guys, right? Yeah. Right. All right, coming down to the end, quick hitters. So first thing to come to mind, shoot. You're welcome <laughs> to the WNBA moment was. I think I got my block shot to like my shot blocked to like the third row. <laughs> you remember by who? It might have been Liz Cambage. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Liz. Yeah, and I was like, okay, yeah, I gotta get a little floater in now. Yeah. I can't make it all the way to the basket. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> you, Oscar Robinson, and Russell Westbrook on a team in a three-on-three game, right? Who owns points, rebounds, and assists? You can only choose one for each. Mine's assists. Okay, okay. you. So you're gonna lead in assists. I would say Russell will be turnovers. Oh, excuse me, my bad. Yeah. Say? <laughs> points. Uh, <laughs> hey Russ, I work out yeah. with his brother. I ain't got nothing That's to do with that boy. shit. That's a joke. <laughs> um, so point. You said points would be Russ. Yeah. And the rebounds would be Oscar. Oscar yeah. Solid question. Oh. The funniest thing that's happened to you recently. That's a good question. No one ever asks that. <laughs> yeah. Rose. No, no one ever asks that. Oh, okay. All right. Tracy. All right, T. The funniest thing that's happened to me recently. My brother be saying some funny shit sometimes. All the time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, today, like, I was doing push ups at PT and he was over there making some comments about how I was looking weak. And <laughs> I'm like, well, don't make me laugh while I'm doing push ups, right. please. So I would just say that. Are you guys so. You guys still close? Is he out here right now? He comes, yeah, okay. he comes out. He just graduated, but yeah, we're we're always really close. I love it. Even though y'all twins, he's big bro. No, he's little bro. He's still little bro. Because you're yeah. older, but he's right? Like, I'm older, but he's like six six. So oh, he's big. He's okay. big. Yeah. So he that was always. Oh, so he definitely hates it. My sister's a year older than me, but I'm big brother. Yeah. 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 I'm big bro. Yeah. yeah. No, he's but he's like. You know when you're like 23 years, 24 years old, it's like he's so immature still. Oh yeah, yeah, he's trying so to figure. Maybe he can't he'll take be the big title. Bro when he's he can't like 32, but at the moment right now, I'm like, bro, you're a child still. <laughs> he's so, still living yeah. life. <laughs> Five dinner guests, dead or alive. Five dinner guests. Like, can they be my friends? Whoever you Anybody. want. It's your table. <laughs> it's my table. Kobe, <laughs> <laughs> Jeej, for sure. Um, Obama. Mm. Nice. Um, my mom. And then I would say Tom Brady. 
That's a nice table. TB12. Top five greatest female athletes of all time. Excuse me. Ooh, that's hard. Serena Williams. Mm, have you seen King Richard? No, not oh, yet. But I heard see. it's really good. I just good. watched it, it two hey. nights ago. Really? Good, good job, I was, Will. I was like this. <laughs> really? Trying. I was trying. Yeah, I couldn't good. do it. Really good. It gives you a whole different perspective on, on, on their father. But go like ahead. Grow, yeah, interrupt. growing up. Okay, yeah. yeah, I heard that. So I would say Serena. I honestly... Na Naomi Osaka is gonna be mm, yes, special. She's awesome. Um, yeah, and then I'll, I think basketball bias. I'm gonna go with like Diana. Um, I feel like I'm missing some other sports, so I'm trying to think about um, Tr track, track, soccer, soccer. Um, I'm going with those three as yeah. of now. Because I don't want to say, I don't want to miss out right, on someone yeah. that I know is there. Can fill yeah. in later. Yeah. Yeah. Which three artists' songs do you have in your rotation right now? Who are you listening to? Drake. <clears throat> what song? Um, his new album. I yeah. still listen Go. to Certified the Level Boy. Yeah. yeah. That's Jack. Jack is Certified Level yeah, Boy. Yeah, I still listen to the I, new I, album. I can't deny that. <laughs> I can't um, deny that. But I'm on the shuffle of like 20 like hot, uh, top hits. So yeah. it's like him, Pop Smoke. Um, ASAP, like mm -hmm. just what, whatever's, just whatever's on. hot right now. Whatever's getting me going for my workouts. Gotcha. Three shows you currently binge watch. I'm literally not watching any show. NBA TV, ESPN is like all that <laughs> yeah. I watch at the moment. Happy basketball. I yes. It. I love it. If you could have a guest on our show, who would it be? But or before you answer it, but you have to help us get your answer on this show. Man, I got good with answering that question. I used to struggle with it at first. I would say... Third grade reading level? Mm-hmm. Second. I think Steve Nash. Ooh. Oh, we have we Steve, had Nash. Steve Nash. I was about to say, come on, cut it out. We had... Okay, let me go. It, it was a remote Nash. episode, though. It was remote, yeah. yeah. Did you... Was it good? Yeah. I love Steve I Nash. I love And I love Steve Nash. Nash because he's one of the only people on this earth that still has George Floyd as his profile, and his profile pic on his Instagram. That's dope. Oh, yeah, you're right. He does. Yep. And, you know, that was my guy, Yeah, so. I know. I love that. Okay, so not Steve Nash is canceled. Yeah, yeah we had him already. Give us somebody else. And I have to hope, so I have to know them. There you go. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, all right, let me think. All right, Naomi Osaka. Ooh, good call. Yes, I like that. I love yeah. her too. We'll take her. Ding, ding, ding. You Winner know why I love her? Huh. First press conference with George Floyd. Her and Carday were in the audience and nobody knew. And they just Low stood key. there, like regular, like everybody else, no security or nothing. It was mm -hmm. like 3,000 people out there and they were just standing there, Dope. like regular people. So shout out to her. Yeah. Yes, we would love to have her on the show. Carday just dropped a new album too. I got an album coming. Got to pick that up. Check them out. Well, before you get going, we wanted to give you a little. Yeah, you got to leave some all the smoke gear. We got to see what the all the smoke gear. Thank you. You know what I mean? We appreciate you coming oh, on the show. Thank you. Best of luck. Get healthy. We want to see you all the way healthy next year. We and, feel uh, good when we see the greats in our all the smoke gear. We've seen Draymond and the rest of those guys wear it to the game. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see you in it. I'm wearing it. You no know pressure. what I mean? So I can repost it. Repost it. You yes. know what I'm saying? Well, that's a wrap. Sabrina Unescu. I did it. You can catch this on Showtime Basketball YouTube in the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. And good. This is All a Smoke, a production of the Black Effect and iHeart Radio in partnership with Showtime. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. 
get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.